The Comedy Zone podcast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. From Charlotte, North Carolina, this is the Comedy Zone podcast. Find us on Twitter at the CZ Podcast. Email us at ComedyZonePodcast at gmail.com. Now, your host, Jason Allen King. Hey, everybody. Here we are. It's the Comedy Zone Podcast. Uh, very excited to be here uh, yet again. It's been at least a week since I've been here, Brian. Yeah, seven days. Seven days. Yeah. Seven whole days. Seven That's a lifetime. Whole days. How many hours is that? I I, I'll let you do the math. Time. No thanks. Uh, we're here. Uh, I'm uh, Brian and I. We're, we're rolling solo. No, no Will Jacobs. Uh, I think he got stung by a bee. He's I can only up. assume that's it. It's something like yeah. that. Or, Some or sort of, yeah. Or he's someone said jail time. I don't know what it, <laughs> what it was. He's probably on his way to Philly right now. I was gonna say avoiding a shark. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. avoiding the wild. <laughs> <laughs> <shark. laughs> yes, avoiding sharks. It's a callback. You got to listen to <laughs> old old episodes to get to get that. I'm really I'm super excited about this this uh, episode uh, because we have a very special guest, and we uh, we always say we have a special guest. Yeah, this time, <laughs> this time it's real. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's one man. of my favorite human beings. Uh, he's one of my favorite comics uh, here in Charlotte. Uh, he's one of the best, uh, and I think. Uh, He's, uh, yeah, we have a good time. We hang out a lot. Very funny. Todd Riley's in the room. Oh, my God. It's, a, it's, we another, got him. it's another big get. We got him. I think you nailed that intro, Jason. <laughs> yeah, that was it? <laughs> yeah, that was perfect. I don't, I don't, I'm I, ready. I was going to say where you're from, but I think we're going to get into that. We, had, we got a lot to cover. We had Labor Day was just here. We got, we're going to talk a little bit of football. I want to know what you got coming up. Okay. Uh, for the people who don't know, there's probably only like four of them here in Charlotte. Uh, Todd, you are you're uh, out of the uh, out of Ohio. Yeah, yeah. I grew up in Ohio. Midwestern up. kid, Midwestern Irish kid. Now, if you want to, yeah, that's who I am. Deduce so, yeah, everything. <laughs> deduce everything they want from that. Yeah, that's it. Right like you, you know, yeah. <laughs> so, Alcoholic swears too much. It's fun. <laughs> now you, you know me. Good yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Actually. It is. Yeah, and now you perfect. think about it, like, oh, yeah, that's yeah, that is Todd. <laughs> yeah. Now, but I, I, where exactly in Ohio? I grew up in a small, Ashland, Ohio. It's about halfway between Columbus and Cleveland. It's where people stop to get gas on their way to Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. That's yeah. your town. Yeah. You live behind it. Hillary Clinton was there one day. for She stopped at Krampus Cheese Barn. I've never been. That's Which, if people find out that I've never been there, I'm not going to be allowed to go back. But Yeah, that's the nah, yeah, we have It's so small town, Ohio. It's fun. Not yeah. super small, but everybody knows everybody. Yeah, growing up, you got, you got, a, you got a brother. I have a little younger brother, younger sister. Yeah. Yes, both better decision makers than me. So are they good. are they as funny as you are? Uh, they can be. Yeah, no, yeah. no. All right, yeah, they make me laugh. Yeah, I'm like the third funniest brother in my family, so it makes sense. Yeah, I get I it. Yeah, I don't think I'm funny anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, I want people to know that we're, we're you're getting the real the essence of a comedian. You to me are like almost like a throwback in your attitude and how you approach comedy. I know we're getting diving right into that, but that's actually what I think about you and your. You are yeah. uh, c- the consummate uh, self-critical and uh, evaluating your comedy, and that it leaks into the, your life and stuff for better or worse. And I yeah, think better or worse. Good way to put it. Yeah. To watch that. I'm on the cusp of the the old the old school, and then, then I got to learn about this new stuff. But yeah, I'm not as confident as you know. 
which people. you which I've noticed you are doing. And when you say the new stuff, mm. you're talking about social media. Yeah, yeah. I'm stuff. trying to get better at that. Um, I just, just focused on hammered out the stage forever and Facebook yeah. and all that stuff was. I don't. I talked about it a lot, but it wasn't a big deal when I started. It was mm-hmm. more of just like to meet friends and try and get laid. Yeah. Now it's like <laughs> it's a business. <laughs> people try to get laid on there. Wait, yeah. What did I started I, in college. What did I miss? Yeah, but the whole post the whole point. Was, yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. That's. <laughs> That was weird. That that was like that actually could be the only way you cock block yourself immediately was to poke somebody. <laughs> it was always some random weird dude, and I was like, I don't get it. And I was like, Oh, okay, all right, maybe I do. So w- was there something? Uh, I'm gonna go back again a little bit. Was there something in Ohio that made you go look into comedy as far as like a real thing, or were you just always a fan? What happened? I thought about this the other day. I was like, I'm on my second dream. I wanted to be an athlete first. So it was sports and then movies. I like film. And then I was like, how do I get into it? How do I get into that? I didn't know what to do. And then I tried to improv and stand up first. You you picked a couple couple easy dreams to I know, right? What an idiot. Sports, (laughs) movies, and then comedy. There's some late nights where I yell at myself about Uh. that. I was like, you couldn't (laughs) pick anything else? You could just... Be really good at designing boats or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that seems like a better idea. Being a yacht club, which yeah. is they're not they're not yachts. You only call it a yacht if yeah. you want to be a bigger deal. Yeah, than I don't you know are. what constitutes yeah. a yacht. Nah, it's just you're calling it a yacht. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is. It's a boathouse. Uh, so right, so you you were in getting involved with baseball. You played in college, right? Yeah, I, I practiced in college. I was on the team. <laughs> I didn't play much, but yeah, I played for two and a half years of D three baseball. But uh, that was about as good as I could get, and then it kind of wore out from there. And then I uh, talked about it, talked about it, talked about it, went and worked in office for a year, and then I went on stage, and that was – I don't want to say how long ago because it used to be cool. Like, yeah, we don't tell you. Like, yeah, and then, then I was like, <laughs> really? It used to be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Now it's like, shouldn't you be doing more? <laughs> I'm like, I thought so too. I, w- I won't blow you up either and tell everybody. But I know – hey, listen, I come from a baseball family. I know how difficult that is, and the fact you got to college is kind of – it's kind of badass. Yeah, I wrote my talent as far as I could in that. Yeah, and good so for that you. might happen here too. But <laughs> yeah, <that was laughs> but yeah, it was. I just wanted to play so for as long as I could. I miss it. I miss it very much. Yeah. So yeah. it's a good sport. It's a it's a dying sport. There might not be a lot of Americans left playing in ten sure. to fifteen years. Um, but if the ones that do and the ones that make it, uh, it's a, it's a good sport to learn about life. So look at that. Let's get it's the only, it's the only sport. Uh, uh, hey, listen, I I've heard this and it, it rings true. It's the only sport that that uh, ca- it starts with chaos. You throw a pitch, someone hits it, and then ca- then chaos reigns, and you have to make a play based on that, as opposed to design plays. And I think there's something interesting, like you said. Oh yeah, about the game's constantly changing. The count yeah. changes, the base runners, the whole—it's mm-hmm. a situational game. There which it is. Well, it's, uh, same as life. Cerebral. Yeah, well, that is too. But you yeah, quick talent. You got to be able to move and hit, and mm-hmm. arm doesn't need to fall apart. But there's talent involved with that. But yeah, the game. As far as I know, the game very well. I can go to a game and sit with somebody that doesn't know how to do it, and they'll have a better time than they would have. Because it's boring to people that don't understand it, mm-hmm. which is probably most things. If you don't understand it, it's either it's really boring, or or if you don't understand it, like there's I like to I'm at the point now where I watch things that I'd never be good at. Like they have surfing on like ESPN <laughs> now, so I just sit yeah. there and drink a beer and be like, oh, that was awesome. Should I go to the fridge now, or like <laughs> what should I do? Because I can't nev- surf. I don't. I just think I it takes me surf too long to learn how to get good at stuff. So, like, I don't know if I would be able to pick it up very quick. Plus, I make mistakes, so I would need a whole bunch of people out there to save my life. I also think you'd be like, the sharks would know that you were in the water. I feel like Easily. you're that guy. Yeah, you're like, Quickly. what's the worst thing that could happen with surfing? Todd's good. You're going to find out what that is. Yeah. The sharks are mad about the plastic. You got that's that, what we're going to You got a dark cloud that kind of follows you around <laughs> yeah, a little no, bit. I do. The more, be, the more you're around me, you <laughs> yeah. get, you're like, well, I can hang out with Todd, or it looks like it might storm today if I do. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> small small <laughs> doses. Yeah, small that's dose. why Charlotte's a good hideout <laughs> for me, because the weather doesn't change too much. Yeah. But well, h- 
how did so how do you get from Ohio down here? Did you? My sister moved down here first. Okay. So and I was started in Ohio doing stand up, and then um, I came. I took a job, and I came through Charlotte and did a show here, and then that was the first club to start working me. So I stayed, and then worked my way up. Good with reason them, to stay. Then, yeah, yeah. I was either gonna go to L.A., but I didn't know. I was like big plan to go there. You know, yeah. save some money, go there. I didn't know anybody. Didn't know what I was doing. Didn't have a job set up. So it was safer to come it's here. That's how a lot of people choose to go to L.A. I know. Maybe I, sometimes maybe I should have, but I just, I don't know. I just would took the took the club, like started working clubs. It was my first offer to like host and then you go on the road and I need to learn how to do that too. So I just took that my route. My humble opinion, I think I've talked a little bit about this, is I w- I'd rather be a, a big fish and develop in, in, a, in a small town. Mm-hmm. Not to say that I'm a big fish, but... Become that fish, C- create your own personality, get your own voice on stage, and then, and especially today, going back to social media, once you you can develop who you are a- outside of LA, New York, people are doing it all the time. So I wouldn't necessarily. Yeah, I'm just like bad. just now think I can compete there. Like yeah. I mean, not maybe not I'm not on a follower level and thing like that, but yeah. like on stage a little bit. Like sure. just now, I mean, maybe I had more confidence when I first started about I overconfident, you know. Yeah. And that's natural when you first start. Um, you don't really know where. Well. You don't really know where you're at up there yet. Sure. But you have to feel like you do and act like you do. So mm. that's fine. <laughs> you still do. Overconfidence in comedy, that doesn't make any sense Oh, that at doesn't all. happen anymore. Yeah. Nope. It that helps sounds get like the wheelhouse. Some, that's some the part of it, though. <laughs> Speaking of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of overconfident, I hope you're listening to this at some point. Will, that was for you, buddy. Uh, all right, so you're in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. They start booking you here. Yep, yep. And uh, you, you've been hitting the road kind of ever since, yeah? Yeah, well, yeah, gra- yeah. It's like s- the slowly building momentum. I'm mm-hmm. like snowball effect rather than taking off quickly. But yeah, I started here, then I went back to Ohio for a year and got picked up by another comedy club chain, and now I work for like eight to ten different yeah. bookers. You just had a big week, uh, just a couple weeks. I ago. had fun in Chicago. Yeah, I really liked it there. That club's Zany's been there for like forty some years, yeah. forty one years, and there's a, a lot, lot of, of, lot there, of people right? on the wall staring at you as yeah. you do your set. <laughs> Good uh, luck. I was like, I just think people around the audience like looking at that. Well, like that. I would have had fun that night. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been fun. <laughs> and that was like a wish I was long. here when Seinfeld was here. <laughs> we got Todd. No, oh, yeah. Tom? Great show, Tim. Thank <laughs> you so much. It happens all the time. I, I, only right. when I do well. Like, if I do bad, <laughs> nobody says anything. But if I do well, and I'm like, oh, that was a good set, the world bring me right back down. Yeah. Like, what is it? Comedy Tom? I'm like, whatever, dude. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> Do you sell anything? You got anything that got any merch with your name on it? Comedy no, I have. Tim? I have an album that's that that's not doing great. I feel bad. Like my my album sales aren't doing too good, but it's not bad. It was I fun. Mean, it, it was it, a good experience for me to do me, one. Let me ask though, and let me be devil's advocate. Yeah. I mean, at this stage, is really your sales that big of a deal, or is it more about you know you're you're hyping up the next one? The, you ne- do? the next thing, that right? Kinda, yeah, right? it's gonna make the next thing better. I think by doing it and having that experience, and then knowing what goes into it, and uh, and not making the same mistakes I did on that and not rushing it, not rushing it, which is a big thing that I think happens a lot. Like <laughs> people start now and then their videos, dude's been doing comedy for two months and got a YouTube page and videos right. up. And I'm yeah. like, I don't think you want to do that, bro. <laughs> I don't think you, but, but they do. They're ready. You know, they're fired up. They, they, th- you know that you think you have that where one person takes off from that. You think it can happen to you. And I'm just more like, yeah. like I'm already worried about shooting stuff in November. I think I'm going to put some new video out for next year and send some stuff out. And I'm working. I have to grind the stage to find it to where I like it, to mm-hmm. where I really think you can put it out there. Which is part of why I like, I, I sometimes I don't like, I like the spot that I'm at in comedy, even though I'm not a bigger deal, is because I have that old school road grind before you yeah. put a production out. Mm-hmm. Versus like, this is like, just film and put it out. But that's also other people doing that now that are successful that just like, 
pump it content out every it's every week. I'm not I'm entirely like, sure how they do that. The only I thing I can know. think is that they're doing so much time each week that testing new jokes and and, and, and that like I, that's, I don't really they're just know. Capt- they're anywhere just capturing they're there. capturing the moments that aren't gonna repeatable either. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if you're doing crowd work stuff and then you got someone there to film it every night and you can capture that and then it's like that moment Unless you're doing the same setup with the crowd work, which people don't know, like think happens, yeah, but it right. does. <laughs> um, and then the same crowd work joke. But if you f- have a moment on stage like that, it's not repeatable, and you got it. Yeah. Like I did a lot of audio recording, which it doesn't help anything. But I have a lot of crowd work audio that I'm like, I'm like, oh, like y'all come, you got to do that again or set that up. I was like, that'll never happen again. <laughs> <laughs> right, that right. person will never say that again, and that moment won't come back. So then yeah. you can put it out there. And, and you uh, do you shoot for that i mean i know you're set pretty well i mean you've got a pretty you got you're a tight joke writer uh but you enjoy the crowd work stuff yeah i have to for me it's like a game like I want, you I want, have to you have from to do my it? mind i have okay. to i have moments in the show where i have to kind of i get like uh, i gotta get off my own stuff or if my if i'm out a room where they're not loving like in the first five minutes i'm like they're not really liking the material, yeah. Then I gotta get them on my side and bring them back. But I also think no audience likes me within the first five minutes anyway. <laughs> I think no matter what I do in the first five minutes, it's just to get them to like me for the rest of the set. So that's like what I have. I have. I struggle with what to put up front and how to start. And mm. so I usually think I'm wasting good stuff just to get them to like me to order to like the stuff I'm going to talk about later. I'm shaking my head at that. So you and I do shows together all the time. Yeah, yeah. We go on the road together. And it's funny to hear him criticize the set. I'm, cause I open, and I go, and I'm just like, oh, it's pretty good. And then he goes and just destroys the place. And he's just like, man, I didn't do this, and they didn't really like me. I'm just like, the fuck is going on right now? Where's, where's my bar gotta be? God damn it. Oh, wherever you want it. Don't worry about that. Don't. <laughs> yeah. You know. You know. You're high jumping over your own thing. Like, but also like you'll. I don't know. I just done. I. I I guess we should say how long I've been. I've been doing 11 years. So I started 11 years ago, my first open mic. I've been working clubs for like five, six. I was thinking about writing down everybody I've opened for, but that would be also really awesome. But also like... I do that. Yeah. Yeah, there's so many, like hundreds of people, yeah. like great comics. And I've had some awesome experiences opening for people and getting to be on stage with some people that have that have really done well. Um, but then I'm like, oh, well, you know, you're trying to develop. I'm trying to be me. Like, I don't want to be an opener anymore. Sure, right. But right. I'll do it because I need work. And I, and I and actually flattered sometimes. And I do like who I get to work with. Um, but it's just like trying to develop the point where it's like you. Like, this is, yeah. you know, follow me now. It's a follow. People barely go to shows just to go to comedy. They want to follow people. Yeah, right. So we're going to go to this person and that person. So even if you're a, lo- a local person just starting out, you got 10 people from work coming, you know, you're yeah. still, it's still whatever. They're following who they want to follow. That's uh, that's really interesting. And that kind of leads to what do you tell? Because a lot of times on this show now, we don't have, you know, people, uh, headliners coming in through the Comedy Zone. We want to talk to comics like myself and other people in the mm-hmm. community. Sure. What do you, what do you, what do you tell people? What do you tell comics? Because I know you, and I know that you are actually really generous with your time when comics ask questions. Well, I and you're yeah, I love it. I th- yeah. I talk and shop. I yeah. think I talk it too much. I like talking about it, but I don't, don't really tell any, I no. If they want to ask me something, they can. I don't go out seeking out, like, you need to do this. Right, no. The only I, thing I'll say is, I, I like, I thought w- that bit was really funny, and you shouldn't keep that. But yeah, I'm not like, I, you're, you not a y- you're not a yappy guy, mm-hmm. like, t- talking to everybody. It's if people come and approach you, and you you will have a sincere conversation with it, them. Yeah, if you ask yeah. me a question, I'm going to give you the best I know based yeah. on what I've done. That's all. But I want, I, 
because uh, also so many people have done that for me. Like when I talk about everybody I've opened for, like at the end of the weekend, I may never see these. <laughs> hopefully, I'll see them again at some point. But you may never work with them again. But you have a good enough weekend where you get knowledge out of it. Yeah. You get good sets. You get the shows. Whatever five six shows. How many shows you're doing together? By the end of the weekend, they're giving you advice on how to be. You know. Yeah. But you don't get that on Thursday. You get that on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, right, right. You know, they don't open up with that on Thursday. <laughs> right. If you do five, six shows, then mm-hmm. we'll give you a little bit of help. Which yeah. I, I respect see that's that. that's a little nugget that people need to be patient and let them yeah. let them see what you're doing. They they being the headliner, let them see what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, after five, six it. shows, well then they're gonna know well, I mean, you're you're yeah. gonna know like at least your act, a lot of what you're gonna do for the half hour that you're up there how you interact with everybody, who you yeah. are, and then, you know, and how they can maybe say, hey, try and work on this a little yeah. bit, or, or uh, talking about the business. I got to go on the road with a very popular, good comic, good dude. I had, he had to ride with me for four days Whew. down around from right now. Stuff, the black cloud was there, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, our GP, my GPS goes out in Alabama, and I'm like, oh, um, sh- excuse me, we're going to need to borrow your phone for a minute. <laughs> and he's, like, on the phone with, like, important people, like, agents. I was, like, just slowing down, waiting for him to get off the phone because just to tell them like don't know where we're at there's an exit coming yeah. up man. no it wasn't something. even that it was an al- it was like just driving through na- like alabama neighborhoods and then your oh, gps wow. would just pause that's where i like in nice. near huntsville and i was like okay oh, I, don't know, I don't know where i'm going i don't know and uh but um that's not what you want <laughs> no in alabama and then yeah it was fun and uh, he didn't he wasn't just gonna uber to the show and then the uber had like laundry in the front and <laughs> oh my like, god i was like you can get some laundry done during your set tonight but stuff like that makes me laugh that's great. Ra- that's part great of being road on the story. Road. Yeah, I have yeah. a lot of those. Yeah. No, that's great, man. That's really good. If you had a, uh, now I'm, I'm gonna blow you up about these questions now. Uh, anything you would uh, discourage a, a, a comic who's starting out? Let's say I'm I'm five years in, right? Anyone three five years in? Any, what would you discourage? What, what's a, something that you did that you're like, ah, I wish I didn't waste my time on that? Kind of put you on the spot about it, but. Um. I don't drink before shows anymore, but that's that's just because of where I'm at right now. I'm trying to create, and I've done it on stage every way possible. And there's a so lot of people who are like, I like to smoke weed before. Yeah. I like I've done it all. Yeah. I've done, not, I can admit that, I guess, because I, I tell the truth. I've done, I even said it to a booker, and he's like, yeah, you have. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, uh-huh. I've done it every way possible. Like, I've done it manic. I've done it depressed. I've done it stoned. Yeah. I've done it stoned and drunk. I've done it drinking and then, you know, and stuff like that, but... Mm-hmm. Where I'm at right now and trying to create and compete, I just made my one rule mm-hmm. to not. But as soon as I'm done, I need a beverage. So. <laughs> when you, you but as far as like discouraging on what to do, I don't know. You're going to learn. You have to learn. I had to learn by doing. I have to learn by doing it. Yeah, there you go. So like I just pound stage time. Some And the, some, the good thing about being confident when you first start is you have no problem going into a brewery or a club or wherever and being like you you think that you're ready and you should because otherwise <laughs> yeah, right. you wouldn't go in there yeah what else are you doing so i right. i like i like that you're hustling early on but also there's one thing right now like the, the not asking questions and thinking you already have all the answers mm-hmm. and not doing that is something that i've noticed right now yeah like you're not craving the knowledge to get better about mm-hmm. it gotcha. which i think is a big mistake right yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not talking no, they to don't the have people. the humility to say, I you're don't have the all the answers. Seven people that you know that think you're hilarious on stage, but you're not talking to the people that have been, or talking to people that have been doing it for a long time. Right. So yeah, that's great. That are going to teach you about comedy and how to get better at comedy, not fluff you and tell you you're awesome, which is great. We all need that. Trust sure. me, I need it. On, I need it as well. <laughs> more than more than I think. I just, and it's fun to get it, but you know, compliments don't always make you mm-hmm. better, but they help. 
It's tough to hear the truth, though. You know, sure. if if, sure. you, if you know that you know by going up to somebody, they're going to tell you the truth, and they're going to tell you, you know, they're not going to tell you how great you are. They're going to say, "Well, you know, this bit, you know, needs work, and you shouldn't do this, and you shouldn't do that." It's hard to hear that sometimes. Sure, you know, if you're not ready to hear it. You're not going to go out and seek that. The idea of rejection, I think, in general, with you talk about baseball, movies, oh, yeah. comedy, those are all things where you better be prepared for rejection. Yeah. Now, I've, I've, you know, I'm two out of three of those myself. So, yeah, I, I get it as an actor. I get rejected constantly in auditions and things like it's that. Mostly so. It's mostly rejection. mostly rejection, yeah. And then I struck out a lot playing baseball, <laughs> but I love to play. <laughs> right. And every now and then I'd have a good game. But, like, so I'm the same comic as I am an athlete. I'm just a little bit funnier and my body doesn't. Gonna w- I'm not going to worry about my arm yeah. <laughs> wearing out. <laughs> Blow well, your arm out. Well, it's yeah. also in baseball. I mean, 100, 100 swings a day, right? I mean, oh, 100 swings a day. So but you're going to fail seven times out of ten. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's, I think, comedy is the same thing, right? you got to yeah. get up as much as you possibly can. It's helped me as sports. Starting out with sports has helped me more in life than anything else. And comedy, and especially with what I've decided to do with my life, and that's my choice at this point. It's my life. So it's been my life for, I only mostly, I've been doing it for 11 years, but I've been full, full time three to five. Um, but full-time also means three weeks on, one week unemployed. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happened this past month, but yeah. I mean, so let me ask you this. Now, this is something that I, you know, maybe is common sense. Now, I, I've had the opportunity to get on the road a little bit. Is there, did ha, when you first started going out, did you notice there was parts of the country, different cities that responded to you differently? Are there places you're just like, I just don't want to go back there anymore? Or places you're like, I got to get, I got to get back to that place. It's I've I didn't get to go to many different places. It was more of like around here, like mm-hmm. in the diet south, like North Carolina, <laughs> South Carolina, <laughs> and then eventually down to the south. And then I was always Midwestern. So I'm, mm-hmm. I I feel like the more I get out, the more I. That's why I realize I'm just a Midwestern Irish kid, mm-hmm. small town Irish kid. That's who I am. But I also you know can handle big city and have fun. Yeah. Well, not if I know my way around stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the more I get out, I'm learning more of that now. But I also don't like I'm getting to the point where my act, who I am and who I'm becoming on stage isn't going to work everywhere. The yeah. stuff I was doing then, whatever, silly, should work mm-hmm. most places. And I still have some of that in there. But where I'm growing to is going to take certain places that I'm not going to be good at yeah. unless I go back and do this sh- shit that worked there four years ago. Is there is there an answer to that? Is there a time and a place where you're going to be like, this is who I am, this this character, not that you're saying it, I'm saying like the character who this voice that you're gonna have. Is there a time where that you will ever get on the other side of that and just, and in your goal anyway, you're gonna crush no matter where you go, whether it's Midwest, New York City, Florida, or or you think you're gonna be a little bit more niche and. There's gonna be always an opportunity to not crush, but <laughs> yeah, most places. <laughs> but you'll be good. Most places you'll be good at some yeah. point. I feel like at least even I know I'm pretty hard on myself, but at least I'm you are. pretty good yeah. at most places. But I. Think I don't have a choice of where I'm going with this. Yeah. Like this is what's go- this is me. This right. is about to be me. I'm about to talk about some things that are very difficult to talk about, and make funny. Yeah. But in order to do that, I got to go so many places to find what's going to work. Like if you're going to talk about shit that's tough to talk about, like yeah. depression or mania or being manic and stuff like that, that's not going to work in front of 12 people right away. Yeah, you're gonna okay. take a minute, and then you're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to pound. That's what I'm doing for the next. I'm going. I'm gonna be gone for like five, six weeks just pounding the road um, for some gigs, and then I'm going to come back, and all of the stuff that comes back from that 
will be ready for video, I think. Yeah, right. Um, but when I fr if I first start with it, it's just going to be awkward and tough and hard to talk about. So I'll mix that into a show. If I'm doing an hour set, I'll mix that in, mm -hmm. and then I'll get back to whatever um, stupid one of my wine bit or you know, s sex joke, whatever, <laughs> stuff that makes it easier. <laughs> you know, the other stuff that's yeah. difficult to all talk that, about. <laughs> yeah, all that tough <laughs> wine brunch bits that are so good. You know, my brunch I love bits. your brunch yeah, bits. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> But that's where I'm at right now. But also, yeah. like that's like, and I've had some book, like people I talk to in, in the industry, tell, like I'm doing it like the old school way. The old school. That's what I think. That's what they way. all did. And you, yeah. they didn't have, they didn't have GPS. You, you're, you're putting an all like a map out, and you're showing up, and you're like, calling from a payphone when you get in town on how to get to the club. And I've talked to people that have done, but I, I still have some technology help me get around. But I'm gonna be pounding the the these small rooms or shows from. 20 to 100 people and then trying to get them to like the stuff that I know when I bring it to 300 people that it's going to be mm -hmm. tough to talk but much more of what mm -hmm. I want to be next for my next I won't call it my next I don't call it special but my next release of material yeah. I'm trying to get it as special I'm sure, trying to get send it to the people that if they like it, it gets rejected and filter it down like here's an hour of what I'm working on uh, well, that we like this half hour. We like this five. Like after all that hour, there should be something that comes out of there. Yeah, will right. help shape the next couple of years. So but I'm hoping most of it will. I'm gonna try and get it as good as possible by by then. But you know, you never know. Like even the album I sh I did, and another comic that's a headliner. I, he, I was like, I just talked about. I was like, I don't think it's good. Some of the stuff I did then, I've changed now. I've tagged it differently. It's better yeah. now. I'm smoother with it. And he's like, you're never gonna. It's not, and once you it'll shoot it, like it's gonna, it's stuck, it's done. Mm -hmm. But it's oh, it always could have been better. Two weeks yeah. later, you'll think of a tag. Ugh. It's frustrating, but it, it's, it's, it's like, um, is it heartbreaking fine. to give that a bit up then? Yeah, I'm, uh, it's hard for me right now. The hardest part about giving up a bit is going into something that might not work when you know that that bit works. Mm -hmm. Like if that works, well, that's the hardest part. Is like, okay, so I can take the next fifteen minutes and just, you know, everybody loves you. They're all slapping it, like laughing their ass off. Or, <laughs> or here comes real time. He's like, I'm gonna take the next ten minutes and work on some dumb, some stuff that I really want to make funny. Yeah, but it's gonna be awkward for Oof. a little bit. That's great, man. It's tough. It's good. I, that's exciting for me right that's now. I think I the mean, fact I that I've done it that long, and I'm excited yeah. about that. I need to talk about it. It's cathartic. There's things yeah. that happen to me, and some of this stuff I haven't been able to talk about for. It's been three or four years since it even happened that I can even bring it on stage. I mean, I deal with it a lot, but like some of the extreme shit that I went through is just now I'm just now able to make it funny for other people. So uh, I have one more question. Can we talk about that in the next talk segment? Whatever you want to talk about. Let's let, yeah, we'll, we'll dip into that a little bit because that's I think that's something that that you hear a lot about in comedy that you're talking about, and maybe we'll, we'll you know open somebody's eyes a little bit about that. Uh, but my last question before we uh, step away from this is, uh, where's that place you you want to go? You just did Zanies in Chicago, which is I love that. That's amazing. I don't know. I don't know. I felt of all the people on the wall, it made me feel like a real yeah. comic. Like I've been doing comedy for eleven years, but I felt I did se seven nights, ten shows. I was telling Brian, I was like, I don't know if they liked me as much. You know, get in a relationship, <laughs> you fall in love with a city. You're like I love Chicago, and then you leave Chicago, like I fucking hated that guy. <laughs> when I'm sitting here like telling how awesome my date was, it was so much fun. I think we had a great time. And then Chicago's just going to ghost me. I'm never going to be allowed to come back. <laughs> they haven't called yet. But <laughs> they haven't really called me back. But, uh, they don't respond to my emails. I'm checking my phone. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping. I'm refreshing. <laughs> but like, I really, li I really liked that week. Yeah. I liked that week a lot. And I want to go more, more places with mm -hmm. it. 
but I also like it was ten shows. I went through the gamut of opening. One night they didn't have a host, so I did thirty five up front. Um, I opened for four or five different people that week from oh Monday gosh, through really? Sunday. It was a lot of yeah, Holy it was shit, a lot awesome. of and the sets. And then there were some bigger bookers there on Wednesday and Thursday, and those sets weren't as good as the set from oh Tuesday. God, here it goes. It's like uh, <laughs> so. I'm just like yeah. Sad thoughts needling in. I, I yeah, oh, I know. <laughs> I'm worse at that, but. Yeah, but overall, for me, I was like, oh, I felt really good. Yeah. Like, and it also felt like that a room like that is a small, it's like maybe 150, but it's like a, that dude's on the video is like a shoebox and it's all dark and you can just really, I feel like you can really find what you're going to be making funny for wherever else you take it. Mm-hmm. Even if uh, if you're a bigger deal and you would go to that room and then take that to theaters or take it to, you know, 300 seats, like I just think like something like that is a good place to work on stuff. Mm-hmm. If you're if the club like won't let you, and yeah, you work, I was working on stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, <laughs> see you in three yeah. years. Three <laughs> <laughs> Don't have him back. Yeah, wow. Well, yeah, you can work on stuff. And Mike, I'm not yeah. all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm old, but in my mind, I'm always working on yeah. it until it's gone. Of course, of course, excellent. That's great stuff. All right, we got Todd Riley here, and we're gonna step away for a minute, and uh, I don't know, open a beer or something. All right, we'll be right back. <laughs> Soreness and pain isn't always the result of activity. This is a 60-second wellness tip powered by Ortho Carolina. Prolonged sitting in a car or at your job aggravates muscles and joints and can cause pain. A standing desk can help. The key to alleviating the discomfort that sitting can cause is changing positions more frequently during the day. Alternating between sitting and standing at your desk, in addition to taking walk breaks and stretching, can work to loosen those tight muscles and joints. The perfect standing desk should be high enough so your computer keyboard is at elbow level and your monitor at face level to avoid neck strain. Before you start standing at your desk, take into consideration any knee or foot injuries and wear flat, comfortable shoes. This has been your 60-second wellness tip, powered by Ortho Carolina, official team physicians of the Carolina Panthers and proud sponsor of the Queen City Podcast Network. For more tips or to make an appointment, visit orthocarolina.com. International Podcast Day is September 30th, and you can help spread the word. You may be asking, what can I do to get involved? It's pretty simple. Head over to internationalpodcastday.com and check the suggestions. Then use hashtag International Podcast Day to join the conversation. You can reach out and connect with other podcasters, listeners, and your favorite podcast hosts. Remember September 30th, International Podcast Day, a day-long celebration of the power of podcasts. All right, we are back. Uh, I'm very happy to be back. Everyone had a pee. <laughs> we didn't. I made a phone call, and that's all that happened. And we talked some more shop, and we're hanging out. We're having a good time with Todd Riley is here. Woo! Yes. Man, you get two people clapping for I know, that's, that's about right. That's, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's I'll take perfect. it. Uh, I'll take it today. So, uh, yeah, we've been having fun talking about this. And I and as we were getting out of that segment, you, you know, we kind of were leaning on this. Uh, some things have happened over the last, what, couple years now yeah. that you uh, have taken process. You're working on stuff. And now you're 
putting it on stage, I guess. I, I I'm trying to. Yeah, I am putting it on stage. But yeah, I have a couple of manic episodes. Some things I'm going through emotionally, being like a little bit bipolar, I guess, and going through being manic and being depressed and, and having a couple meltdowns that have affected my life in a really crazy way to just being gone where you're like not the reality that you're in isn't what's actually going on mm -hmm. in your own brain. But like, I think a lot more people are going through that. So the only way I can like cathartically do it is to try and make it as funny as possible, but also make people understand that what's happening for some people out there. So, and then it just went, it happened to me. So I have to talk about everything. Sure. I, even mm -hmm. the stupid, like the, it's not the same type of material that happened in my twenties as out partying, you know, hitting on girls, trying to figure out how to get laid and be funny. So that's where I got that from. Um, so, <laughs> which you made it very funny. Yeah. So that's good. The next, the, uh, this is my life for the past three or four years and stuff that's happened to me, and and I just want to just kind of get it off my get it out there. And the best way I can think to do is turn it into something funny on stage. Did Did any of this? Uh, I mean, it just seems like it's uh, something that's becoming more and more relevant with everything that's going on. That yeah. me mental health. I mean, not to sort of lump you in with all of that kind of stuff, but I mean, it's. It's something that's well, it's even closer yeah. fit to you now than than it was before. So yeah, well, it's uh, closer to everybody now. Yeah. I mean, like it's not just one per, like one person in a straitjacket or seventy people mm -hmm. eating Jello. It's like it's like <laughs> real stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's real thing. Like they're around you. They're you are, they're you're a painter, with sir. You. Yeah. You're a painter. <laughs> so, so like yeah. So we need to talk about it and make it funny, make people understand it, and try and get like to deal with what's going on in society. All comedy has always done that though. No matter what's going on around us in society, mm -hmm. the the people that are like comics not job, but we end up doing that and then you're gonna have to talk about it or some of the, the best ones do and make it funny and make people go, Okay, we can still get through this. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the, the shit that was hap that just happened to me, I probably part of the reason that it has been taking this me this long to talk about it is it's tough to talk about. And also like yeah. I thought it was just me. Like I thought I was like the only one. I just and it is. It's an individual. Like the things that are going on in my life that take it to that level and the connections I make in the beautiful mind type thing where you mm -hmm. end up in a place where you're n you're not even in. You're not making rational decisions because mm -hmm. of the things that are going on in your brain, um, whether it's depression or a manic. Manic was worse for me because I just couldn't stop and I couldn't mm -hmm. I couldn't shut it off and everything meant something that it didn't. Everything right. meant something else. So, and then I've started to do that a little bit on stage, and I've got some laughs and spots where I'm like, oh, okay, all right, okay, yeah. all right, <laughs> you know, like, just, but first, when I st first started talking about it, I didn't expect to get a chuckle, I was like, this yeah. is gonna suck for five minutes, but then, if I can get more of it to make it to the funny level that I like it, I think yeah. it can be really good. And are you, uh, not to get into the actual jokes, but are you approaching it from a place of... Do you, are you explaining that this is something that happened to you? Or are you saying, hey, this is happening in the world, I'm going to talk about it? Or is it or more organic, like you're just kind it's of... It's more of like, you know, this is me. I'm, I'm, mm -hmm. uh, this is what I deal with. And like, you know you're bad when, or like you start saying things like this, or this starts mm -hmm. happening. And then like, oh, and then you start lumping in this scenario, but a funny scenario. Like <laughs> not just, <laughs> not the sad one. Uh, <laughs> not the crazy <laughs> one. But... Yeah. And it'll be weird when it comes out for the people that are really close to me um, that were there around it when mm -hmm. it went through it. Like, I don't, I don't, and that's, that's difficult. And I don't know I if they're ready for that. But at the same time, like, if the, my, my job, my life as a comic is to take what's happened in my life and make it funny. Mm -hmm. And b based on what the shit that everybody's dealing with, it's not going away. It's not just something we can put on, like, put away and yeah. throw in a, throw in a different room and pretend it's not happening. It's around us every day. We got to yeah. find a better way to deal with it and help each other and see it. Like the thing about well, one thing I thought about depression was obviously I drive a lot. It was like 
have you ever seen someone broken down on the side of the road and you've been broken down on the side of the road yeah. and you drive by and you're like, oh my God, that's terrible. Yeah. That's a horrible day. But if you've never been broken down the side of the road or if you're oblivious to it and you fly over it, you don't know that's happening to people or you yeah. can't notice it from someone else. So if you like can see it or it's happened to you, you gotta, you'll have a better idea of being like, hey man, this person's going through some stuff. Like yeah. you guys, like I mean, Brian, we just talked about it a million yeah. mm-hmm. last summer or whatever. When they, you're like, we were worried about you because you didn't yeah. sound like yourself. And that no, having people around you for that is is the only thing that's going to help you get through it. And then probably some medication if you need it, yeah. which I understand. And uh, to to get your levels back to where you yeah. know you're operating, you're thinking more like you should. Or was where that you are. was that the that those were your steps? Was well, I just completely it. destroyed everything and ended up back in uh, back home, my hometown, in therapy. Mm-hmm. And then I couldn't, I couldn't, I didn't want to talk to anybody. Everybody was involved. Everybody, everybody was was mm-hmm. was connected to something else. And and I was gotcha. I was very alone and lost. And then so I, but I, luckily for me, I'm from a small town and I have a close family. And like those people, I trusted enough to like go to almost like mental rehab and then wow. get medication taken care of and then I quit comedy I quit I was done I called my mom I called my dad I was done it's over I'm in Atlanta I'm taking the bus back what are you doing in Atlanta I don't talk about it I'm not supposed to, there's no shows I'm just down here and then um, three weeks later after I started I went right back on stage yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I got passed by another club and started working for them so like so like it was just weird it's just weird but I couldn't I don't know. It's just e- I couldn't stop. It's the, my life. Even in some of those lowest moments, that's when things open up. Like like we were talking about, there was a funny on the fly. When yeah. For Brian, if you jump in whenever you want, that there was a moment where you experienced this. Yeah, at the at the end of last summer. So the last show, like the season finale, season four. So it would have been last last mm-hmm. August. Uh, and you know, you were there, and you were talking some stuff, right? Yeah. And and and. It was two. Uh, there were two kind of things that were going through my mind, particularly particularly once I saw your set, because it was in five years. You know, there's been some really really quality stuff. You know, Jason, you've had some great sets. Up, yeah, it's kind of breaking my heart here a little yeah, bit. Right, I'm, I'm one of the guys on this, yeah. but <laughs> but you were, you know, so you're clearly having this episode, and then you get up and you've got you crush for seven straight minutes out of very very difficult format. And easily the best funny on the fly set that I've seen in five years of doing the show. Oh, thank you. My question to you, two, I guess two questions. First of all, as your friend, I'm like, you know, as a producer of the show, I'm like, this is great because Todd's crushing it. Right. But as your friend first, I'm like, what could I have done in that moment? You know, is there anything, you know, could I have said like, you know, are you okay? Because you were you were clearly having a breakdown. Yeah, it was. And it was I my recognized one. it. Yeah, it yeah, wasn't it, as bad it, as the first one, but you, everybody could, you could tell if you've been around me enough. Because yeah. I start saying things that don't really make, like, kind of make sense, but so I was like, what do you mean? Because everything had a hidden meaning. But um, I, I don't know what, I don't know how to answer what you could have, what you could have done. Um, and separate maybe, like, you know, what, ha- what, it, what happened was people that are close to me that could see that would talk to other people that are close to me and get the people that are like the <laughs> closest. Your core, right? Like, right, yeah. that have been right there for wh- whatever, you know, like the closest to you to be like, dude, like, we all notice this. You need, you need to go talk to somebody. You need to go talk to someone. You're not, you're not right. We, we don't know what's going on. I'm not judging you. I'm not saying that. Yeah. But also saying you're not right is probably not good either. Because I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I am. I know exactly what's going on. I don't, don't, don't tell me I'm not right. And like, and you're yeah. part of it. And like, shit like that. But yeah. like, just like the, 
te- oh, not, I don't want to say te- I just what I'm thinking right now like the telephone effect of like dude we got to get mm-hmm. like whoever it is whether you're a comic or whether you whatever you do for a living if you work with people and you're friends with people and you know that they're going through something you just got to try and try and ease them into talking to someone to that's group, not yeah. yeah that's a professional that you can go in there, even though I was, th- I still thought my therapy sessions were recorded. So it'd take a minute for me to get all that shit out to like, everything's recorded. Everything's coming through my phone. And I couldn't handle that. Um, well, cause it is kind of, that's what I'm talking about on stage too. Like if right. you're a conspiracy theorist, but also the shit that comes through your phone and your manic is like a recipe for a disaster yeah. Yeah. because it's too, it's happening. If it still happens to me now, but I don't think the same as I did when I was all mm-hmm. manic and just like all the shits. We've all had that experience. You're yeah. talking on your phone about buying, you know, new Nikes and then new Nikes show up and, and you're like your, your Facebook, Facebook ad. You're yeah. like, all right, so yeah. someone, you know, so I can imagine those things, uh, on someone who's on a little slightly heightened level yeah yeah especially the first the first lovely first meltdown or whatever was i thought that was only happening to me and my phone (laughs) i didn't know that it happened to everybody else i thought for sure i was like i or even like i had a thought or i'm watching tv and then it happens on tv or you say something and it comes across your phone which happens to me a lot but if i'm in a better place shit doesn't bother me yeah but if i'm wired and like this fucking means something this means something and then you know it was a target ad they're out like that's what i'm that's the type of bits that i'm talking about now on stage two that i'll make try and make funnier but but that reason that it might be funny is because other people see that show it happens to them at home too sure sure like uh, you know you know what are we do we have do we have any mac and cheese and then like craft singles come (laughs) craft mac and cheese comes up on your phone like oh fuck yeah the accessibility (laughs) is is on different yeah, definitely it's insane levels, yeah. Yeah, and if you're insane, and that's insane, <laughs> you can go gather me a fucking straight jacket. But, um, but yeah, I, and and but the going on stage, I don't. It's just everything else goes away. So even if that's why I said I've done it in every, it's it's done. I mean, I've gone up there with stomach flu, and then like for thirty minutes or whatever, I haven't had to do an hour on it. But and then as soon as I'm done, I feel like shit again. But so like I just got away from that went on stage. Plus, I'm a little wired, so my mm-hmm. set would probably be a little bit better. Like, depression sets are not as good as manic sets. <laughs> <laughs> depression's like, dude, this guy's really upset. And yeah. manic is like, man, he's just, he's with it. He's on, like, because yeah. I'm just, <laughs> yeah, shit's yeah. just firing out perfectly. But. Pun- yeah, punchlines, punchlines, punchlines. So where do you find that, that, like, can you, or is it even possible to sort of harness that in its, you know, in its non-dangerous form. I'm trying. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know like how to. I don't have that drawn up yet. It's. I'm trying, but I don't know. Just take what, because I don't remember that set. Yeah. I don't. I couldn't tell you anything that happened. I couldn't tell you my. I probably have a topic somewhere in a drawer at home that I wrote all over. But I couldn't. I couldn't tell you anything that happened on stage that night. Yeah. There's no way. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you like what bothered me that week to get me into where I was going. It's just everything was just too fast. It was just moving too fast. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of comics and, and new new and who've been around for a long time we're always talking about having a voice and talking about mm-hmm. you know what's going on in their lives and, and that kind of thing that's a, I think it's a goal of what people are trying to get to and it sounds like you're in that place where you you are now being able to harness a little bit of these these very hard things that happen that's I mean that's as vulnerable a place as I can imagine someone being talking about that you know well yeah I, I guess yeah I didn't really think I'm not thinking about it. I guess I'm not really think, I guess I'm just this is just who I am mm-hmm. this is my life and then I've always tried to make my life funny even if I first started even if you first whatever first year it's whatever happened at the gym I worked at mm-hmm. old dudes in the locker room whatever with the hand like that you're talking about shit that's around you sure. or you're making fun of society or politics which I I kind of I'm just 
this is yeah. me. Mm-hmm. So I have to, this is who I am, and this is what's happened to me over the past three or four years, and it's shaped a lot of my last couple years outside the stage. So it's all I really, for how I am, who I am, and how I am a comic. Yeah. It's really all I can talk about. Yeah, so it's well, good. I think, but that's, that's uh, it's scary. really hard to make it. Yeah, it is scary as shit. It's scaring the shit out of me right now, and it's tough. Yeah. And when I go into that segment in my set and get away from everything else that is like is working, it's definitely difficult because I'm also thinking about who else is in the room seeing me talk about what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Whereas you can give a shit if you're talking about a group texting, who in the back is in there. But if you're right. talking about being de- if you're talking about getting employed and being at a club that you want to come back to and you're talking about being manic and depressed and going through this stuff, I mean, they're like, all right, well, we could book him, but he's also a there's some crazy. Yeah. So there's some risk involved. Yeah, and I, I'm, I, but when I'm up there, I don't think about it as much. I yeah. do. I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that shit tonight, but I can only get better by doing it. That's mm-hmm. the only way I've ever gotten better at this shit. I, I would say that that risk, that, that uh, kind of takes it to a different place, an exciting place yeah. in comedy, right? If you're not doing something that feels a little bit risky, a little dangerous, maybe maybe that's what everyone's trying to get to. I don't I don't know. I mean, is that is that where you live or is it just more about it's just you it's just what you know. You know. They it's say mostly right, that, right yeah. what you know. Yeah. Too. yeah. It's mostly that. It's not yeah. like, uh, you know, if, if people are in a relationship, they write about being in a relationship, mm-hmm. you know. So if I was I write about I have it in there. It's just like and I've had it in there for years, but I didn't have the balls to bring it out on a set. Mm-hmm. And now I don't. I just don't think I have a could you could there. you have done that in uh, at seven years in comedy? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, also it hadn't. Ha- it, that's probably that's when it happened. But like, so yeah. like, yeah, maybe if it had happened year four, and like if you time it up different, like if I had a man, like if I had a breakdown year three, year four, and then by year seven I could talk about it. But like since when it happened, it took me a long time to be able to even make it funny for me because that's it was right. too too because you're pro- you're processing. Yeah. <laughs> you do that. You're processing and trying to make it funny at the yeah. same time. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's wow. Right. Yeah, good shit. <laughs> Why I drank too much. And <laughs> but it's all, it, but it's also part of your growth as a you know as a human being. You know, too is to you know getting a handle on this stuff. I mean, we all do it. We all talk about stuff. It's a thing. We talk about this a lot on the show. It's you know the thing that separates you from every other comic out there doing dick jokes. Well, I do a lot is, of those too. But, <laughs> but you also have have. <laughs> so do I. Your, I love good dick jokes. <laughs> Your own point of view, though, you know, and that's what right. that's what separates Todd Riley from Jason, from Will, from whomever. Uh, but the things that uh, that we talk about, whether you know, Jason, you've got short jokes, I've got stuttering jokes, uh, opening up and talking and don't, being don't vulnerable. Don't bring up my height, Brian. Don't bring it up. <laughs> I wasn't talking about your head. I can't bring up height on a podcast. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I can't see. I can't see. Yeah, triple stamp, double stamp. Like, yeah, triple stamp, double stamp. <laughs> I mean, you can't use movie quotes either, but I just did. You can't. All right. You can do that. We have to uh, pay them. No, I mean, it's, it even could take it to a like occupational level. Like, and Will's on, runs this podcast. I couldn't talk about being a lawyer. Yeah. Well, I've never been a yeah, lawyer. Right. So I can only talk about what? being depressed or being panic <laughs> because I right. Yeah, right. probably will go through it. I, I don't want to. I'm good right now, which is feels good. It's kind of like just so, but yeah. it happened and it has happened and, uh, so we're going to talk about it. And the next five weeks is going to be grinding that out. And yeah. then it's going to be part of the next stuff I put together production-wise. But, and I have you know, a little, little name for the brand and all that BS that the industry talks about. <laughs> but it's, it's fine. I, I've got all of that shit on the side. The most important thing to me right now is making this stuff as funny as possible. And, yeah, talking about some real stuff that people go, oh, my God, yeah. Because yeah. in case somebody else is going through that right now because I've been through it, and they, they pull up and they see that, and they're like, oh. All right. I mean, I'm not a big deal, but if they see somebody, anybody, if I had known anybody else, I'll give you one. I'll give you one weird example. And I never thought he connected this human being in my life. We watched, we were watching David Letterman interview Kanye, and he talked about him ramping up and what he was going through and how he thought, you know, had a chip in his head, and that's where you go when you get manic. And and I was like, <laughs> I'm in front of my girlfriend, and I'm like, wow, this is kind of emotional. And then I hear 
her crying. She's crying behind me because it was <laughs> the exact same shit. And I was like, I never thought I had anything in common with Kanye West <laughs> in my life. But as far as him talking about ramping up yeah. and the consp- like, I went through that. So I was like, oh, there is someone else, even though, you know, it, it's him. But if somebody else is out there, is at a show? I had that the first time I talked about panic attacks, which I'm still trying to make funny, which is tough to make funny. But um, people out there have gone through that. So... Um, I've gone through it. I'm a comic, so I should be able to make that shit funny. It's just tough process to get it started. Mm. Whereas, That's like, oh, you see something, whatever, and then you can easily start that. That's funny. Um, but this has, like, been a, lo- a process for me to be like, all right, I can talk about this, and I can get laughs. I started to get some laughs from it at spots. And I'm like, oh, it's just another, right? It's just, I can get there, I think. And, and not to be overdramatic, how you say you, like, you're not a big deal or not. I think the, the stage, the microphone is, a, is mm-hmm. a powerful thing. Live theater on whatever level you're talking about, man. They, you know, to, to people who are doing, doing plays that are significant, you know, social commentary, man. If it's at a black box around the corner or if it's on Broadway, I think it's. Uh, it means something to people who go see those shows. No so matter what's going for that moment, even if yeah. I'm not for that, if I'm up there for half hour, an hour, it is about that show. Yeah. So that's that's where I'm going, and they're going to get to know me by the yeah. end of that. Now I'm doing uh, 55 to an hour. I mean, I don't know if I have an hour special right now, but like I'm doing those longer sets. So like by the end of that, you know who I am. You know you're going to know who I am. You're going to know what I've been through, and hopefully we can we all laughed about it, had a good time, and then we can get you know back to the real regular bullshit tomorrow. <laughs> That's that's fantastic, man. That's that's Todd Riley comedy summed up. But I did want to talk about uh, some more manic depressive stuff. Okay. As, uh, you're a Cleveland Browns fan. Uh, yeah, that helped. That <laughs> Dude, yeah, why do you do that? To what yourself? do we? By the way, <laughs> th- don't let him say anything because he's a Detroit <laughs> Lions fan. There's no manic. This is the, no this is the new Browns. Detroit fan. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only the only fan base that we can do this to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really. The, the only other fan base. Who so you're just gonna bully the one kid you can. <laughs> yes, that's right. Throw me into a Punch. locker, you Punch asshole. <laughs> Who but pushed you in the hallway? But this is a, but this is like Steelers it feels fan. like a different world. <laughs> yeah, it feels we like all do. Yeah, we, we sure do. Yeah. Well, the Steelers fan is not from Pittsburgh. The other ones, like if you're from I there, know, I'll you know, give you I more am. credit. Right. But the ones that are from Young are from Ohio, and they're Steelers fans. Like <laughs> yeah. you're a little bitch. You yeah. left. <laughs> you left because we weren't good, and you went over the Steelers. I love it. Yep. Yeah, you are correct too. So because, whatever. and I'm not afraid to say this to Steelers Asian. The people who you're talking about are the worst fans. They are. Mm-hmm. Steeler fans who, who are just jingoistic and just no matter what Steelers are right. Yeah, I said jingoistic. Those <laughs> are the worst means, fans. <laughs> <laughs> They're the worst fans. They were. Uh, but I have to say that I have been the secret sort of fan of the Browns and wanting them to climb out of the cellar because it's been – too much of a of a joke for so long, and it's been depressing yeah, to watch sad, you. Man. Over the There's last so many. I've never seen so many different years. ways to lose outside of my own life. But the Browns, but like they just you. I just got ready for the shit to go bad. Browns but the last year's the first year that I watched, and I was like, I'm a, been a Browns fan for a really long time, and I, I'm, the moments where I was like, it's about to happen. Like we're about yeah. to go, and it was the first time for a couple games it didn't, and I was like. Okay, so I'm I'm excited to watch the season you for have, once. But you I'm, have PTSD. I'm Browns oh, fans definitely. have PTSD. Oh, definitely. It's pain, yeah, it's painful to We're watch them watch. Housewife. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is painful. We should have been watch. divorced ten years ago, but yeah. now it might work out because we right. got grandkids. <laughs> oh, Jesus, <laughs> too much. Well, was re- I did say real. too much too. Just, I'm done some cheesy, <laughs> easy. Uh, but you're excited about the season though. I'm ready to watch it. I'm yeah. tired of the hype. It's been a weird, weird to have Browns hype. 
Um, Man, it's, it's just it's a this, little scary. It's like you, you know who you're talking about? Like, I don't know. Like, you, it's still Cleveland. I and but they've gotten more talent than they've had since Eric Metcalf days, which was my favorite Brown growing up. <laughs> um, and he follows me on the Twitters. His but, little hearts are popping above <laughs> your head right now. It's <laughs> adorable. Oh man, Metcalf off the middle, two yards, punt. We did it forever. <laughs> but uh, I'm ready to. I'm ready to watch. I'm ready to put on some gear. I'm ready to line up Sundays. I hope yeah. I'm. That's why I just told you. I hope I'm not driving every Sunday because yeah. I'm not. I don't fly. Uh, I'm not flying all over the place, but I'm driving to a lot of gigs. Well, we're about to do this in two weeks. You and I have a show. Yeah, that we're gonna be up there and this and. We're still working it out, but it's like I need to drive back on Sunday. And yeah, you like, get I back. You, get, you have to decide your whole week. You got to get yeah. back by game time. It's fun. <laughs> right. It's actually like that's what I love football. I love baseball too. But as far as like scheduling for a season, you know, you got games at one o'clock starting on Sunday. You got, and then you get through that, you got a Monday night game and Thursday night. Like that makes the week feel so much. The work week feels so much shorter. Totally agree. So yeah. it's a fun time of year, and everybody gets on that, even if they don't even know what they're talking about. Or they're 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 a Panthers fan by week seven because they're good. Whatever we got going on here, I'm sure Charlotte's mm. going to be upset with me for saying that. But they there's yeah. they're only 25 years old. They can <laughs> the Panthers can just now rent a car, and <laughs> <laughs> they haven't been through as much shit. And they've been to Super Bowls in that time. So yeah, but right. um, I'm excited. They're my team in law anyway. But I like them. That's uh, how I feel about the Panthers. Yeah, they're yeah, yeah, yeah. which I'm sure it's a lot of people. But they're I very easy. To, to that's them. a very easy. That's a great way to put it. By the way, that that, that team in Los yeah. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. They're a great sort of second team to have and to sit to live in the city with. The they Panthers. got some good really players, exciting. some great great dudes on the team. They're fun. I I've enjoyed watching them on Sundays because you know I, I'm still like because there's some point in the Brown like. People would text me in the first quarter of Browns games like, Ooh. I was like, you're <laughs> just wait. I don't even respond. <laughs> and then at the end of the game, I'm like, thanks. <laughs> oh, ju- just got your text, but I'm, you know, I didn't. But like, just got your, yeah. You see what happens because it, I there's like w- when I was one one game one horror horror story for the Browns. I was at my sister's by myself. She's with her in laws, and they're out having a good Sunday or whatever. And the, the it was the game that Brady scored through like three touchdown passes in the last like three minutes to beat them. Uh, and I lo- I was just lose. I'm just the brother-in-law <laughs> losing his shit yeah, right. on the couch, and they yeah. they don't even know what's happening. I was like, "This is some bullshit," you know. <laughs> <laughs> they're walking into a train wreck, which is normal. Like, oh, really? What is Todd being dramatic? No, he threw three touchdown passes in the last. I don't know how much it was, like four minutes or three minutes, to beat them by the and they fell over. I was like, "God again!" And then because then you feel like you wasted four hours of your life watching. Because you knew it was going to end yeah. up in disaster. You were a caricature from. You were from movies. They make movies about who you are as a person. <laughs> I know, I know, they do. I've seen them. They're great. <laughs> and I get, I usually get phone calls and texts about that too. Have you seen it? I'm gu- Todd I'm, would like this. I'm movie. a little guilty of yeah. it, but I try to be a little more supportive than giving you shit. <laughs> no, I, I, I like a good, a good. Balance. Yeah, I respect a good. <laughs> I like respect giving me shit. I like. It. I'm more friends with people that give. I like when they give me shit. Yeah, we went. We went and saw. Uh, well, we didn't see the game. We went to a, a Browns bar. And yeah, your dad and your you showed up was in your town. Was and awesome. I showed up and your Steelers as gear? a Steelers head. Yeah, <laughs> your dad is still not forgiving me for <laughs> you're just memorable. Coming and At least you're being memorable. <laughs> yeah. And also, he you, he did gain some respect by showing up in that. Even he he yeah, even mentioned yeah. it too. But it I was silly. I was walking into the, the but there lions is something. That, I don't know if they were lions as much <laughs> as they were no. angry llamas. Uh, no, the lions. The, were the Browns Browns fans are fun to watch games with though. Like also tailgating was the event. So like tailgating around here is a little bit light and. Bojangles mm-hmm. baskets and uh, uh, one beer. <laughs> yeah. Tailgating was the event because by the time the game started, shit was over. 
So like you knew like so like we just pound it and then that's why everybody's hammered by the fourth quarter and then bad shit happens again. But people have been drinking since eight. Like that's yeah. Ohio, that's what we do in Ohio. So I'm nervous and I also don't. I'm not going to be jaded like the people that just became Browns fans are like mm. they they're hyped about what we've got. But I'm like you know I won't be that old guy yelling you don't know what we did. <laughs> <laughs> get here like fucking through. war veteran over there yelling <laughs> it's yelling not at people that far from it. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> sports war veteran. Yeah. This is the shit we went through. Mm. But like, and I'm just trying to ignore ignore the hype, and I just want to watch the games. I'm a little nervous for you guys just because you've got. I'm sorry, it's Baker Mayfield's not even a full season under his belt yet. No, really? No, yeah. Uh, Odell, which comes with a whole just ba- bag of... we got to be of, playing well. If you're you playing know, bad, I'm nervous. Yeah, I mean, Landry, we think, is pretty good. New coaching staff. That's that's a huge I mean, there's a too. lot there's a lot of yeah. questions still there. I think on paper they're they're pretty great, but I, I don't know if they've changed the culture. I'm nervous for you, is all I'm saying. I, I'm, 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 luckily, like, I'm too stupid to be nervous about it because it, it can't be any worse. That's fair. But... Well, I just said that. They'll probably. We I mean, can't be worse than zero sixteen. Hope is the be dangerous. Oh, hey, zero hey, sixteen hey. right over <laughs> here. Yeah, but you went zero sixteen last year. No, no, no. no. The Lions. Well, uh, I can't remember when it went. Uh, was not, but went zero sixteen, and then lost like the next six games the mm. next season. Yeah, that's a lot. It, you guys could have, for all I know, I don't pay attention. <laughs> yeah, to that it team. doesn't. I didn't know they was. Yeah. No, they, didn't, they they got a lot of stuff to do there, but uh, like. <laughs> <laughs> the Browns have done it. I I, I disagree with a, cu- a couple moves. I didn't know Baker was going to be that like this this good, or that I like his arm more than I thought it would. So well, I, I wanted agree. to take I Saquon agree. one and then a quarterback at four is what I wanted to do. Baker would have been there. I think. I, I think so knows too. But he would have been there. I, that's that's what I was wanted. thinking. I was like, you could have you had Saquon. I mean, now we're getting greedy, but well, we have him too. <laughs> uh, he's defensive back. Yep. All right. I know. I'm trying I'm to I'm trying to stay on top of this. <laughs> And I was what I was just Saquon. I know running back number one. But I was like, take Saquon one and quarterback at four. But this is where we're at now, and I'm ready to watch the season. I'm sad they cut they cut the. I knew they were going to cut him, but the major the dude that like showed up like major league and ran a f- like got to a tryout by sleeping oh, outside of it and ran no a four kidding. three forty and Damn. then housed a punt in our first our first preseason game. No kidding. And then I was like, you can't you can't keep him. On the sideline, come on, dude. Yeah, that's weak sauce. Speed doesn't slump. No. Uh, but it's just you want someone like I want someone like that on my team. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. I want mm-hmm. someone that cares that much to go out there that believe totally. like they get, and also he's fast enough and how how's yeah. the punt? I want that dude on. We want our Rudy. Team. Well, I want Rudy yeah. on my team too. And then if he does like the whole team's piling on him, I was like, we couldn't find a spot on 53 men to keep yeah. him around yeah. to or on the practice squad even just to yeah, let him something. yeah see what he can do. Yeah. There's a kid. Um, Jason Vanderlaan, who went to the school that I went to, uh, it was the leading yard gainer in Division II history. Still holds a record as a quarterback. Had run, big kid, six foot four, two hundred thirty pounds, something like that. Boring. Uh, b- big kid. <laughs> <laughs> Great athlete. Uh, just wins football <laughs> games, and uh, uh, but played him quarterback. So the Jets signed him as an the, um, as an undrafted free agent, made him a tight end. The kid's got no. He's kind of he's has bounced around a bit, but let the kid. You know, I mean, he's played his whole life at quarterback. Yeah. You know, the Jets on to make him a him a tight end. He's bounced around practice squads and then just got cut by the Panthers this week. But like, just get. I know you know he's not going to break in the, the, as a quarterback with the Panthers, but give the kid a shot at quarterback. Don't yeah. just you no know. One's, no one's going to accuse the Jets of making really great football decisions. Certainly not. Right but. Even still, well, that's game one for yeah. us. So I hope. Is it really? Yeah. Oh my god, this might this might be the year. 
<laughs> Stop. <laughs> this might be the year. I'm hoping for it's a 10-6 in the playoffs, but that's that's the ho- most hopeful I've been since. And we haven't been to playoffs since 2002, and that was we. I don't. Yeah, we got in, but I think your boys took us out. Yeah, um, I I, I feel bad because it's it is still a tough division. I think you sure. guys will are gonna sail Ravens past Cincinnati. Ravens are always there. And Steelers, it's impossible to to. to I mean, they yeah, they, got, they're looking they're, good. Well, they have to have this quietest off season ever because everybody's hyping up the Browns, and you lost two two like. Uh, very dynamic personality yeah. players. They were also yeah. did a lot of shit for you. So yeah. they, it's always hard to tell if they, where they, where they're going to yeah. be. But I think they'll be fine. And so they'll be definitely be tough. And I just there's games like no matter how, who's good, like even when we were terrible, I, there's I was like we might beat someone good like week thirteen somehow because they they drank too much the week before or something. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that is. That PTSD <laughs> I was talking about. That's, that's what you're hoping for. Tough, people bro. drinking say, too much. People know me pretty well after this lovely little podcast. Yeah. Yeah, they deep are. Deep on a whole yeah. I think that's good. Anything else you want them to know about you? No, man. Just um, I was talking to Brian about social media and trying to be better on there, and I'm trying to uh, develop a better following. But I just want people to come to shows so until yeah. um, I can – because I know I'm good there right now, whatever else happens, and then maybe you can get it out there for more people to come out to shows. But um, – you're oh. hilarious on Twitter. What's your Twitter? Am I really? Yeah, oh, I love I, your Twitter stuff. Oh, thanks, man. Because it doesn't feel like I get any gratification. I just I like it, and I'm like, I think it's good, but I'm not getting like. Yeah. I'm not. I mean, then you look at the views or the insights, and you're like, dude, nobody's seeing this yeah. shit. So you're really selling it now. So. Yo, yeah, I know. Thanks, really thanks for unfollowing <laughs> me as I talk about <laughs> it. Boy, I can't wait to get my podcast is called Twitter. Unfollowed. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, but I, thank you though, because I I just don't get. If you do on stage, you can hear laughs or not hear laughs. Mm. If you put a tweet out there and then you pull up an hour later and you're like, really? That's yeah. it? I thought it was good. but um, And I, I really take my time on that. Like, my draft folder is full of some <laughs> dumb shit. Is I'm really... At, at Comedy Todd? At, yeah, to Tim. It's at Comedy Todd. At Comedy Tim. <laughs> I'm just going to change it to Tim from now on. No, yeah, at Comedy Todd. I was, I've had that forever. It's kind of embarrassing now. I don't have a blue check mark or anything, but... Yeah, that's me on that and Instagram, Ty Riley Facebook. And then we're doing, uh, I'm going to try and get some people. We did the lovely headlining show in Charlotte last, might have been a year and a half, two years. But yeah. we're doing one in November. And I want, and if we can get some people out of that, that'll be a really good time. Cause at at the Comedy Zone, yeah, 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 Charlotte. Oh, Sunday, great. November 24th. Sunday, November I'll start 24th. promoting that more online. But yeah, if people listen to this and want to come to that, we can pack the room out that night where yeah. it's going to be pretty. There's going to be a lot of road work that goes into that show. Right. So I think it's going to be good. That's fantastic. It, it, and he's not going to pimp it, but his album is available there it is. on iTunes and on Amazon. You can hear it on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Nobody Listens to Me. <laughs> and it's good. Which is one of my favorite <laughs> comedy <laughs> album names. I just, Nobody it, Listens no to Me. No matter what it was going to do, I was going to laugh every time I said that yeah. name. So. And what's great is I've heard you do a hundred sets and everybody laughs every time it's at the end of his set he's like yeah if you come you know check out you know my my album it's called nobody listens to me the place goes crazy yeah. every time because you just established who you were for the hour it's really <laughs> yeah, it's, i wish they didn't laugh as much as they did jason <laughs> yeah, i appreciate you right. bringing that up yeah. but yeah, but yeah no because i that's used to good. have people do it when i first went on stage but they would introduce he's an album it's called nobody listens to me and then people would stop clapping <laughs> before i went up I'm like oof well <laughs> there's probably a reason for that and so then i say it for the end because it's kind of silly that yeah. just like because that's kind of just like i feel where where it is i don't even know if it makes as much sense for the stuff i'm talking about on the album but the next the brand the branding about the materials i think i got some good stuff coming but i hope i hope people like it 
that's where I'm always at with things. Well, after this conversation, I'm really excited about hearing that stuff, man. So uh, we wish you the best of luck. You've been a friend of the podcast. She's been on here before. Uh, come visit us again uh, before your show on the 24th. And okay. uh, let's talk more. We'll we'll hype it for you. Yeah, I'll have a better idea of like yeah. Well, I, I'm pretty sure I know what we're what I'm going to be doing, but it'll be pretty lined up by then. So. Excellent, excellent. Look for look for Todd Riley all over the place. This has been the Comedy Zone podcast. Thanks, Brian. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for having me. The Comedy Zone podcast is a production of Comedy Zone Worldwide and is recorded in a bunker just off the Comedy Zone showroom at the Abbott Exchange Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina. The executive producers of the Comedy Zone podcast are Brian Heffern and Brian Bumpashevitz. Talent Wrangler is Mike Hall. Original music composed and performed by John McKeever. <laughs>